attention now. Good morning. It is so good to have you on this day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, it's great to have you here on this Labor Day weekend. And for those who are watching on Zoom, we're glad that you are part of our worship service. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, not many. Same things as always. Wednesday night prayer um, study uh, this Wednesday at 6.30. Coffee shop theology at 9. Um, also, again, remember to lock your vehicles. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, vehicles uh, rummage through. Um, but also, I saw a meme that if you leave your car unlocked, someone will place a zucchini or a cucumber in it. So please um, lock your cars. I just saw that. Um, now, we have a special thing that's coming up September 12th at 4 o'clock. Um, Donna, do you want to say something about... So uh, we're having this uh, at 4 o'clock. We have 22 from Interfaith and Palmview that are, are going to be joining us. Uh, we are planning to have it on the lawn. If it rains, we're having it inside. So rain or shine, we are having it. So please, uh, please come. And if you haven't signed up, um, please uh, sign up. Um, any other announcements that need to be made at this time? And let me get to our call to worship. I was reading over um, some of the call to worships and kind of, kind of in the relationships to the Sunday school lesson I taught is, is to praise God and to worship him. And so would you please stand from this, for this uh, call to worship? This is from Psalm 89:15. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. Amen. Good morning. Please sing with us. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord, it's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, you only. me. 
be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, I uh, wanted to let you know that um, my wife is doing uh, recovering well. There are some things that she's, um, you know, good days and bad days. Um, she's, you know, um, sometimes she thinks that she can do a lot of things, and then realizes maybe I can't do as much, and um, so 
keep, keep her in prayer as we go through this, as she's healing. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you might have? We have, straight back, there, you didn't? Oh, over here. I knew it was that direction, so. Ten steps and might have to rest for a while. Anyhow, it's coming along. Thank you very much. Well, it, let me just say, uh, as I said earlier, it is so great to see both you and Brenda here, and so Gary and Brenda, what a blessing uh, to see you here. Any other prayer concerns? Or... Yes, sir. Just want to pray for the people left behind in Afghanistan, and I pray that uh, we can bring them back home in Jesus' name. Yeah, we 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 do need to pray for those uh, who are left uh, in Afghanistan. We want to also pray for the Afghan Christians that are there uh, as well. Um, any other? prayer concerns or praises. We do want to pray for those who are picking up the pieces from the um, hurricane that went through. Um, we've had severe flooding, and even in uh, Pennsylvania, we have people who still don't have power. So uh, pray for those who have lost uh, their lives and, and um, those that are struggling to get back on their feet. Any others? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this day that we can come in and we can worship. That we can come in and we can praise you through our words, through our prayers, through our songs, through our hearts. Lord, you have given us all things. So, Lord, we thank you, first and foremost, for your love, for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross, who died for our sins, and who was resurrected on the third day, that we have life. So, Lord, through that love, and through a grateful heart, hear our prayers. Lord, we pray for those that are recovering from illness, from surgery, those that have ongoing difficulties, those that are struggling right now, either through school, through work, through the situations of this world. Lord, we need you. So, Lord, we ask for healing. We ask for your mercies on those who are trapped, whether they're in Afghanistan or whether they're other Christians around the world. Lord, we pray for their safety. 
we pray that those who do evil will have a change of heart. We pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon them and change them so that they would know that you are Lord. So Lord, help us to show others your love. For it's the foundation that we've built our lives on. So Lord, hear the prayers of those that are hurting. Hear the prayers of those who are struggling. But most of all, hear our praise of you because you have sustained us. You have brought us through all of these terrible times. But Lord, also the wonderful things that you've done, the joys that we've had, oh Lord, we praise you. So Lord, hear our prayers now. We pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen. Uh, before we start, there is um, two other announcements that, I, forgive me, that I forgot. Uh, first of all, we want to give our Christian sympathies to the family of Ruth Flowers, who passed away last Sunday, uh, and also Terrell Myers, who um, passed away uh, this week. Um, he, um, he passed away on Wednesday. His service... Um, Terrell's service will actually be here at 11 o'clock on Monday, September 13th. Um, There is visitation with the family starting at 10. There's a private internment um, earlier that morning. So I wanted to let everyone know about that. Also, one other thing, um, there's a candlelight vigil uh, in the community square uh, up here, um, at 7 o'clock on Saturday to remember uh, 9-11. And uh, I will be um, there speaking on behalf of our clergy and people. So um, just wanted to remind you of that. Okay, Gloria.
Our scripture today is from the book of Gospel of John, verse 17, verses 13 through 19. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they could be made holy by your truth. May God add his blessing to this reading. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts to your message today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, over the next four weeks, we're going to be doing a series called Truth Over Trends. And basically, what we're looking at is those trends that are coming into this world that kind of is really glamorous and sometimes it's all nice and shiny, new thoughts, new ideas, and then that trend is over and we... We go to another trend, and it comes back to where is our truth built on? And so we're going to be talking about this, but before I get started, um, when you're a teenager, now how many of you remember when you were a teenager? But what was the style of dress when you were a teenager? Anyone? I... Oh, did knickers? <laughs> Little sailor suit? Did you? Okay. So, um, mine, fortunately, that died off, uh, bell bottoms. I remember that we all had to have bell bottoms. And so, my freshman year in high school, it was bell bottoms. And just like that, they were straight leg. And here's the thing, if you went to school with bell bottoms, they weren't very kind, the, the teenagers. And so, and in order to be cool, you had to wear the right jeans, which were Levi's. You couldn't wear Lee because they were cheaper, but they were better. And my dad didn't understand this. He got me. I know, you're going to be heartbroken when I tell you the story. He got me J.C. Penney jeans that had nothing on the back pocket. People knew that they were pennies. And, and it's still, to this day, I'm not over it. But we also have trends in worship music and popular music and dance moves. Um, so, Arville, did they have dancing when you were a boy? What, what was it? Was it the waltz then, or what? Oh, the regular dancing, before the other dancing. Okay, 
I, fortunately, as I was going through, disco was dying. Thank, thank goodness. Uh, and then we had the 80s music. Um, how many of you like the 80s music? Most of you in my generation, yeah. Um, but they, but sometimes these trends always enter, they always come um, every now and then, and everything usually that was a trend years ago comes back. You used to have wide ties, and then it was skinny ties, and then they were wide, and then they're skinny. Uh, my father used to say, "Just keep." the stuff that you have because at some point that's going to come back in style and pretty pretty except for leisure suits i don't they're gone you can go if you have them they're they're gone but they're but sometimes the the marketing that we have today will tell you the reason that your life is going to be so much better if you have their product you could jump higher. You'll impress your friends. And they give you all the list of why you can't live without this product. My wife, uh, as she's recovering, I saw this incredible uh, machine. Uh, it's portable, and you can lift weights and everything. And I said, this would be great for me because I can carry it wherever. And she says, you don't use what you have now. I don't understand that. It was a new, shiny thing. Yeah. So, so it's our desire sometimes to fit in, to look cool. We find our purpose is actually tr- chasing the trends instead of what our foundation is. We start looking at the trends that are going to change instead of building on the foundation on truth that never changes. So Jesus, as he is preparing himself and his disciples, he's praying for the people who are following him, his disciples. He's praying in his final prayer in John 17 Lord, I'm glorifying you. And as I'm coming to you, he's praying for his disciples. He pr- well, first of all, he prays for himself. He prays for his disciples. And then everyone who believes. He's praying for our safety, our concern. Jesus takes the time to pray for all of us. That one moment, he's praying for all of us, that God will strengthen us. He focuses in on what God is doing. He's asking that the salvation that we have received will continue to grow in our lives. Because there is going to be a challenge for us, and has been a challenge for us, to reflect his glory glory in a world that is full of distractions. Just think about all the things that you're hit, that that come into your life, Uh, internet, news, everything. Everything that's trying to take our time. Again, where do we focus our 
attention. There are, there's a movie called Up. Um, there are guard dogs who are trained to protect. They're trained to talk. They're trained to look for a specific type of bird. But the one thing is when they go to look for that bird, they get easily distracted. Kind of like what, what I do. If there is a squirrel or a ball, the guard dogs forget what they're supposed to be chasing and chase after that. How often do we get distracted in this world? Chasing whatever is fun or shiny or new. Jesus wants our joy to be found in a loving relationship that we have with God. That is our joy. Understand that when God was praying for them to have that joy in their hearts, he knew what they were going to face. He knew the hardship. He, he knew that if they didn't have the joy in their heart, they would not survive the world. As believers in Christ, we are no longer bound by the rules of this world. We are bound by the rules of God. We're not of this world. So, Our thoughts, our hopes, our desires shouldn't be set on earthly gods, small g. Because they tend to fade. But if we focus our goals and our hopes and our desires on God's kingdom, that will never fade will never change. So there's two words that we use um, uh, in theology. We use justification and sanctification, and they sound really impressive. Um, Justification just means that you have accepted Christ and you're justified before the Lord. You have received him, and you are in good standing with Jesus. Sanctification means it's an ongoing, we're sanctified. That means we have to continually desire to live in the Lord's presence. That means that we're we're wanting to live like Jesus. We want everything that we do to be through his holiness Jesus is praying so that the truth of of the Gospels will penetrate every molecule of our being. So that we will be grounded. The foundation is so important. How many times have things changed in the last just 20 years? How many things have changed in the last 10? I know I get a a hard time from Kathy. Uh, And by the way, Kathy is listening to this service, so I'm going to, well, i got to go home at some point. Unless someone wants to take a tour today. Anyone want to go in my place today to be with Kathy? Thank you, uh, Sharon. Um, Sharon's like, no, I don't, I'm not going. Um, so, 
and, and I've said this before, there, there are new Apple stuff coming out. I was talking about it. Gloria was so kind to come and visit Kathy, and we were talking for a little bit about the, the, the new stuff, and, and I got a look from both of them, like, no. Because it's new and shiny. But maybe it's not the right time. For example, I'd been saving up for an iPad. New and shiny. It's great. My daughter needed new tires on her car. I can put off the iPad. Sometimes we have to to look at the outside. What is it that is important? And it's more important to me for my daughter to be in a car that's safe. Now, she said I didn't have to buy them, but, you know, a dad is like, nope, you're still my little girl, still going to protect you, and just remember this around Christmas time. Oh, I'm sorry. But it's the foundation. When Kathy went through this heart surgery, I realized what is so important about stuff. It was about relationships. Kathy and I had to have those serious conversations about what would happen. And I realized that it's not the house that I lived in. It's not the money. It's not anything. It was my relationship with Kathy. It's my relationship with God. That is the foundation. The foundation first is God, but then with Kathy and my family. And Jesus is wanting us to be kept from evil, to be godly. And it's really hard in these times because people are trying to pull us in all different directions. You know and I know that this country is divided on just about everything. But we have to go back to the source of our foundation. What does it say in Scripture? How are we supposed to respond to the people that we deal with? And how can we share our worldview, our perception of this world? How can we share that with others? How can we share to those who are unfriendly to Christianity? Because we have to. God called us to go into the world to share the gospel, to make believers. And we're going to come across people who are not going to know what a Christian's like. We have to understand that there are people today that have never been in a church. They don't understand what a church is. They don't know what Scripture is, they don't know God. Fifty years ago, pretty much everyone had been in a church. Now, not so much. So now we need to make sure that are we in Scripture? Are we talking to one another? Are we in a Bible study? Are we talking with our friends about Jesus? There are small changes that we can do 
to make sure our foundation is firm. We're going to go through changes. We're going to go through different trends. But we also have to know where's God in this? We talked today in Sunday school about if we prayed, if God is asking, put something on my heart, how do we know when to do it? Do we do it immediately? Do we wait? Sometimes we have to go on, but what does, what does Scripture say about it? And then what do our Christian friends say about it? What does the Bible, what does, and we talk about it, and then we go and we do it. And if it was right, we will know. And if it's wrong, we will know. But the fact is that our foundation is solid. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, there's so many things that are drawing our attention from you. So many things that are easy. So many things that would be a lot better. Or so the world tells us. But Lord, we are not of this world. Remind us of that daily. That we serve you. And our foundation is built on you. So Lord, give us wisdom. Give us grace. And give us courage. To face what lies ahead through the joy in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Um, Part of the reflection that we have, um, so what is calling our attention? What's what's there that's turning or getting us from God? What is, what is that distraction? TV. Xbox. Baseball. Oh, Facebook. I, I was thinking, really? Because I, I, I've got Yankees cup up here, and I don't... I don't and it could be. Facebook. Um, I noticed the other day, um, and Arvo, you're right, TV, uh, especially the ads. There's one in particular that is driving me crazy. A girl comes on and says, for a dollar, you can start betting and we'll match you up to 200. And that sounds so easy. You know, I could give a dollar and I get $200 in return. And what happens then? You're trapped. Because if I make 200, I can make 400. And usually that's what happens. They get you in a trap. And so our foundation, you know, it it sounds pretty easy as a Christian. Well, if I give a dollar, I can get 200. Yeah, but who are you giving it to? You're giving it to someone who's actually not going to be nice with the money that you give. Because then other people will buy into it. 
Your foundation is so important. You can watch anything and instantly realize, no, I can't, can't watch anymore. But there are things that we have to track. How long do we spend on computers and video games and Facebook? And, and, it, and it's really hard for me because I know um, 30 years ago, um, headline news would come in uh, when it was popular uh, then. And it was on the radio. And Kathy would, it would drive Kathy crazy because I would listen to headline news all the day because I knew news would change. And she said, it's not going to change every hour like that. And I'm like, but it could be. And I need to know, for some reason, I need to know when cha- something changes. And it's hard for me not to look at my phone. Okay, what's, what's going on in the world? I need, I need to know. And that's something where I, I have to get back and go, God you're going to have to take control of this. So the distractions that we have, we need to say, God, help me. Turn them over to God. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, let him guide you. Amen? Yep. To protect life. Amen. Please stand.
Uh, I wanted to give you just a reminder uh, that in Sunday school today, when I closed the service and I said all of God's children say amen, they have been instructed to actually shout amen. So I didn't want to give anyone a heart attack, including myself, when they did that. So I'm just letting you know, when I say all of God's children say amen, it's amen. Very good. But I have a feeling it's going to be louder. So let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us to focus on our foundation. And our foundation is on Christ, on you, on the Holy Spirit. So Lord, blessed Trinity, guide us this day and this week. Help us through our distractions to focus on you more each and every day. In Christ's name we pray, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen.